she's a she's a spoken she's a spoken word artist. So she be all on the yas yas poet yas poet. And then after they do a dope, so after they do a dope poem, they be like Ashe. I'm like, who the fuck is this Ash? Who's Ash? Ashe. Who's Ash? I don't know who this Ash person is. That is funny. That right, man. That right. It's all good. So how you how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. I'm home. I'm home with my beautiful fiance. I got a peace of mind. Ain't no drama in my house. Amen to that, man. Amen to yes, that. Sir. Yeah. Oh, that, my God. Man, it's been it's been a while since I've spoken to you. Yeah, yeah. It's been a it's been a good, good minute. It's been a, yeah. It, damn, we were at My uh, condolences to you on that, man. Because I gotta look at him now that he lives in the same <laughs> borough that I do. <laughs> you got a choice, man. Yeah, we were downtown Manhattan when when uh when when we hooked when we hooked up. Yeah, we, it was we, um, it was me, you, and Will, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we were at uh the Village Lantern. Yep. Huh? Yeah. Fun? Fun? Oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. There's a lot of love between y'all. As always, well, no, always. We, we all, see, Lewis, I, I've known for 11 years, and Fonz, I've known just as long as we all worked together at Time Warner. Oh, okay. Yeah, we all rolled together in that same, you know, group and stuff like that, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Will is cool. Will is the man. He definitely shows love. Like, if you got a show that you're promoting or you got, or oh, you yeah. like to make a yeah, video, he he'll throw it up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I so tell me what what you've been besides um you you um becoming getting engaged which I know I know that was that was something that was major for you that you posted up. Congratulations, by the way, man. Congratulations. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, um, what what uh, you've been doing since you know with this whole entire with the whole COVID situation? Uh, I've actually been uh, adjusting a lot doing these Zoom shows, doing these IG Live performances, uh, going to parks. Uh, I was, at one point, I was hosting a open mic in Marcus Garvey Park in Harlem. Nice. Every Monday. It was cool. It was cool. You know, it was just a lot of cracktivity that was happening (laughs) while we were (laughs) doing the open mic. Yeah, that's Somebody, what when you try to do a comedy show in an open park with a bunch of crackheads in the area, man. It's not, not exactly the best situation for a comedy show to go down at. And no, and it it was bad because some of the crackheads thought it was a rehab uh, gathering outside. <laughs> I was I was like, nah, that's not what this is. He's like, oh, y'all doing jokes, man. I got a joke for you, man. I got a joke. <laughs> Come here, let me tell you about this one time, man. I had to go to this bitch, and she I had I had to tell this bitch, and like halfway through the story, he just fell asleep. Like he did that joke <laughs> He never got through it. He's like, "Look, man, I'm gonna see you later." All right. He didn't go like, and he didn't pop back up. Yeah, he was, and he, he was like, "Man, y'all out here every Monday," and I was like, "Ah, I don't know," because I don't want him to bring 
company. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't want him to bring more people and be like, yo, man, he out here telling jokes and stuff. Yo, he's going to let me get on the mic today. And I was like, no, the fuck I was not. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's man. Funny. That's yeah. hysterical. What's going on here? What happened? Tim uh it looks like you you're losing a little bit of your your there you go. So um I well, saw man, that this one, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um so I see that you you have something going on on Monday. Oh, yeah. So I am back at Harlem Nights. That's the spot I was, uh, you know, pre-pandemic. I was there every Monday. And I had a couple of Wednesdays, but now I'm back Mondays and Wednesdays. Producing shows. Yeah. Our first official show started on October 19th. Okay. And they've just been going well ever since. A lot of people I noticed are very um they are very off balance see it's like comedians right now all around we're like on a bike we know how to ride it's just you know about us catching <laughs> our balance like that yeah, yeah yeah like no not like no bullshit we look like we're on a city bike for the first time and we just swiveling all over the place. You ever get on a city bike? You like, yo, what the fuck is this? Oh, oh. Me and my fiance, we got on a we got on city bikes for the first time. I was like, I am never riding this death trap on two wheels. Cause she got on the city bike and her whole shit, like the basket that's in front, was just messed up. It just kept like it was a del- it was a delay in the turns. Like she had to stop at every turn and like walk the bike on the turn and then start pedaling again. I was like, oh nah, I'm God. never doing this shit again. <laughs> but that's what comedy is for us comedians, especially when we perform inside. It's so it's it's so foreign to us. It feels like the first day of school. Oh man, I could imagine. Yeah. And it's crazy right now. It, it yeah. Really it's and it's a problem for me because I've been booking comedians. I'm thinking they out here, you know, doing rooftop shows, doing park shows. They're like, nah, I ain't performed since March. I'm like, nigga. Oh. <laughs> you ain't tell me that, like, when I booked you. And that's the problem. I got to, if I see, a, if I see a comic out here, if I see their stories, on their Facebook or on their IG that they doing this show, they doing that show, they doing this show. I'm like, okay, I can book you because you out here doing work. But if you sure. tell me you this your first set since March 14th, I'm like, nah, bro. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> so I got to be Let very careful who I pick. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Of course. Let me ask you a question. How, you know, picking up from what Lewis was saying, how have you... Aside from the mental, uh, physical adjustment of everything, how have you mentally adjusted? And how do you stay informed with your comedy also as well? Well, you got to think about it. Everyone is basically experiencing the same thing. Things are different now because everyone is traveling a little bit more. But we've been in a house for four months out of this year. 
We couldn't really go anywhere. We couldn't even mm-hmm. make trips to different states because, you know, everybody, all the numbers is jumping up everywhere. So comics was like, don't do Rona yeah. jokes. Don't do COVID jokes. I'm like, dumbasses, we ain't been nowhere. We haven't been out anywhere to experience <laughs> yeah. anything. So, of course, we're going to talk about that. What, am, what else am I going to talk about? My trip to the supermarket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many rolls of toilet um, paper I have? I, yeah, like, come on, man. I, honestly, like, yeah, unfortunately to say that the, these, you know, a lot of these people, they're, they're just too sensitive, you know. And, uh, I, mean, you, I mean, all three of us here, we grew up, you know. <laughs> And where we grew up, where, um, you know, you had these greats turn turn talk about everything. They didn't yeah. care, you know. And the fact that yeah. now, unfortunately, you can't really, you can't really, you know, talk about certain things because you don't know, you know, if you know the other person is gonna get is gonna get pissed off about it. Yeah. How do you do? How do you deal with that? Word word from See, people I like that. I got my opinion on that. I, I I got I got an opinion on that honestly because and, and I'm sure I'm sure Shaka did uh, at least agree with it in some aspect you know I I think now especially for comedians I don't think comedians should be afraid to say anything and just to be themselves how they've always been this is what you know I mean okay, you know I get the coronavirus you know the Black Lives Movement everything I I get that I I get it completely and, and I can speak on it because I'm I'm in an interracial marriage my wife is black so I mean I, I still make jokes. I like I still, you know, I'm I'm me. So the way I see it, all comedians should be the way they should be. You know, if they're gonna be funny, they're gonna be funny. Right. Here's my thing with the sensitivity, and uh, and I'm not a super vulgar, super dark, super. I'm I'm not that at all. I'm not a mm-hmm. uh, shock. I'm not shock humor. But when I say something real, and people go say, and people say, "Oh," I always tell them, "Please take your sensitive." Take your sensitivity, put it down on your seat, sit on it, and fuck yeah. yourself. Because what I said yeah. 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 isn't even exactly. half as bad as what these proud boys are saying yeah. about you. It's yeah. not even ha- It's not even a. Yeah. It's not even ten percent bad as what Trump supporters are saying. So with all that sensitivity, put it in your seat, sit on it, and fuck yourself. Go up and down. All right, on it, okay. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm serious, and I'm no, just yeah. like, but it's funny though. It's true, and I and people know my type of comedy. I don't, I don't, I don't go dark. I don't see, I don't see humor in that because basically you're just, you're just an asshole with a microphone. That's what I have to say about yeah. you know dark comedians who just deliver it straight and raw like that and act like people are supposed to laugh at it. I'm like, you're an asshole, and you don't have any friends, and this is your way of seizing power over people who don't, who don't fuck with you, and who won't, and who exactly. wouldn't fuck with you. Yeah, that's how, exactly. that's your way of, that's your way of gaining power, by being dark on stage with a microphone saying stupid shit like that and calling it comedy. Yeah. No, you need a yeah, therapist, absolutely. and you need some pussy. So I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Because any man that gets, <laughs> any man that's getting good, any man that's getting good vagina or good head would not say some dumb shit like that. Honestly, yeah. he. Yeah. I, that's that's just my opinion. But you know, it's 
it's been a lot. I've been adjusting to, you know, performing on camera and still keeping the same energy while at the same time performing on stage and having and going back to you the way I was before all of it. Because I tell you, it is so different performing on a screen and then performing on stage. Performing so on screen. How, how do you adjust? Like, like how do you, how do you um, re-energize yourself? Because that's really what you're doing. How do you, how do you take your energy and re-harness it again on a screen versus a live audience in your face? Like, how, how, do, how do you transition that? So with on screen for me, it's helped me be a better writer. Mm-hmm. On stage, I'm like a performer. I'm physical. I can do stuff. I can do act outs on a stool with a with a mic stand with the microphone. I can do that. On camera, I can't really do that. I'm I'm very limited to this space right here. Like, but if I got the camera like way out here, mm-hmm. it may be difficult for people to like you know see me. So that's why I have to be right here, and I got to write my jokes out and deliver it that way. Okay. okay. So I can say it's really helped improve my pen game. It's really helped improve my, my writing. Nice. Now, um, as far as Monday, are you performing or you're hosting and performing? Uh, I'm hosting and performing, but sometimes if I feel like doing a set, I'll have somebody host for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'll go up either at the end or I'll go up before the headliner that I book. Okay. And then that way people are able to see me that I don't that I'm not just a host, but that I can I can perform and they'd be like, Oh shit, he really funny and I'm like, Yeah, I'm trying to tell y'all, you know. <laughs> so that's the part that I like about it. I can I could go up at the end and do thirty minutes easy now nice. because I don't have I have so much material from before that I'm still working on that I'm still working out that I'm adding to. And then I got the new stuff that I've that I've written out. Nice, nice. Um, you have. I'm besides. Who are you comedy? I'm sorry, Lord, I mean if I No, 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 no. Good point. Wait, what was that? Go ahead, sir. No, go ahead, Lou. You were gonna say something. Good. No, um, I was gonna say besides, um, besides your uh, um from Monday, what uh what other um events do you have planned up? That other people so, don't want to know. Uh, near the end of this month, on the 27th. Oh, so at the end of this month, uh, November 27th, I have a workshop called Work the Room Comedy Workshop. It's teaching folks how to host, how to become better hosts. Mm-hmm. And for those who are uh, looking to be a host, and I give them pointers on how to bring people, how to bring perform- performers up, how to uh, engage a crowd, how to uh, do crowd work, and then sneak your material in that way. Okay. How to read your audience to know what joke you should do, mm-hmm. and you know how to segue from crowd work into your material as well. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's a it's a very good skill to have, and it keep. Uh, comics book it okay. keep them working in okay. in places because everybody needs a good host everybody can do stand-up but everybody can't be a good host in stand-up okay that's okay true. that's very true what was your question sir 
I was gonna ask, what's your, who are your inspirations when, when, what, what made you do comedy? Like, who inspired you to do comedy? Oh man, uh, I was watching BET Comic View back in the '90s. This was uh, when Ricky Smiley was hosted, and okay. he, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. you know, Ricky Smiley, he was one of the hosts in the '90s, and in the mm-hmm. background, I don't know. Before they started the show, a comedian by the name of Ronaldo Ray, he passed away okay. uh, a couple yeah. of years ago. He used to be in, like, they had it, like, set up like it was a restaurant. Ronaldo Ray used to be in the window. Yeah, and, okay. I remember this game. Yeah. Right, and I remember watching Comic View and seeing these black people on stage talking about stuff. I had no idea what they were talking about. They were adults. I was a kid. And these people are in the audience laughing at what they are saying. And I looked at that as a superpower. I said, I want that kind of power. And then I had to realize that is not a power, that is an art form. And I said, I wanna learn that art form. So what I used to do, I used to tell some of those jokes to my friends. And we like eight, nine years old. Some of my friends a little (laughs) older, they like 10 or 11. And they was like, Rashad, I heard that joke before. Tell me something different. And I was like, damn, <laughs> got to come up with my own joke. So I saw this guy, like, a couple of years later, they had BT uh, Comic View Mardi Gras. That's when Bruce Bruce was the host. And this guy named Tony Roberts from Detroit. I saw him get on stage, and he was fucking hilarious. Tony Roberts from Detroit. Very funny dude. He was He was active. He was physical. And he just made me laugh. And I was like, I want to do what that guy does. I want to be like him. So this guy named Tony Roberts was one of my inspirations to do stand to start doing stand up. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, besides, I mean, so besides uh, Tony, is there anyone else that, that inspired you? Maybe who may, or maybe, um, made you think like okay maybe i shouldn't be like this person or be as vulgar as you know like the like the old the a lot of the greats well when i when i when i started comedy i was watching a lot of uh mike epps mm. uh i was watching a lot of cat williams okay uh dave Chappelle as well martin lawrence i was watching a lot of, i watched both I watched You So Crazy. That's one of my favorite specials. That's one of my all-time top favorite specials. Watched a lot of Raw and Delirious. But I was I was much older because I couldn't watch that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I started doing stand-up, I started watching um, Red Fox's specials. Okay. I had to watch a lot of the classics. I watched Richard Pryor's uh, live at the Sunset Strip. Oh. Yeah, but another classic. classic. Yeah, he's one of the best back 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 classic. then. And unfortunately, yeah. it's like you. He he was raunchy back then, yeah. but he was straight. He was truth. He was you know everything that he that he spoke on stage. He was, you know he he said the truth, you know. Yeah. And unfortunately, today twenty twenty. Unfortunately, can be like that. Just like how we, yeah. like we talked about before, you know. Um, and unfortunately, it, it's kind of sad, you know, in, in that sense. 
and, and I mean, have you ever ran into, you know, issues in the past, like when you were on stage and people, you know, they, they got a little bit of hurt feelings when, when you oh, said yeah. certain things? Uh, I, you, you guys know Alex Catabano? It sounds familiar. No. He, uh, he's familiar though, yeah. Uh, Alex Catabano, he's a he's a com- he's a comedian. He had he owns this restaurant called the V Spot down on Astor Place. It's a vegan restaurant. Okay. Oh, and, okay. I know yeah. what the restaurant is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he does shows in his restaurant. So one night, really? wow, yeah, okay. yeah, he's got like a whole backspace and everything for the show. But anyway, I was at the V Spot and I'm doing a I'm doing a show. I'm doing a show. And there was a joke that I wrote, and, you know, I thought it was funny to me. Uh, this woman from Germany, she was staying at an Airbnb in Harlem on 145th Street in St. Nicholas. This woman got punched in the face by a dude, and he robbed her. And I was like, damn, niggas is out here fighting gentrification physically. So, like, that's what... So that was my take on it. <laughs> so I did this other joke. So I followed it up. Like, you know, dudes in Harlem, you know, when they get into a fight, they always use sound effects. You know, they'd be like, yo, I caught this dude with a boop, 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 and he was out. <laughs> so you ever hear him say that? So I was like, yo, you know, and I was like, yo, I was like, you know, it's messed up because, you know, this white lady, she was on 145th, she went to a deli, she got caught with the boop, 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 and she was out. So I did that joke, right? <laughs> so before I got to the joke, this there's a lady with her, with her, with her boyfriend, they're eating dinner. The whole time, they're loving me. The whole time, they're loving me. Till I said that joke, I see her face drop. And she is just giving me death stares. Like I am, like I was Trump right there, just shooting jump shots of paper towels into the crowd in Puerto Rico. Like she's giving me that kind of look. Wow. At the end of the show, it was so like, it was a rocky show for me, but I ended pretty strong. So at the end of the show, she comes up to me and she's like, I did not like the joke that you said about that woman. That is my friend. You have no right to... T- I was like, first of all, you didn't even let me know that was your friend, okay? How was I supposed to know that? I am not going to apologize for my jokes just like cops don't apologize for shooting black people. So you have to... It's their job. Unfortunately, it's a terrible fucking job, but that is, that is their job. That's my job. And as a policy, as Dave Chappelle said, as a policy... I cannot feel bad for anything I say on stage as a policy. Mm-hmm. Because the moment I apologize about something, I am not staying true to my art. True. Poets do not apologize. Right. Poets do not apologize for making people yeah. triggered by what they say in their, in their pieces, in yeah. their poetry. Because what they're saying in their poetry is what they feel. Mm-hmm. That is the thing about with, with poets. They give you, they, they hit you directly yeah. with emotion. Comedians, mm-hmm. we have to internalize all the bullshit and make you laugh at it. So that's why we're really damaged on the inside because we have to absorb a lot of negative dumb shit 
it and then redirect it and make you laugh at it. I've been redirecting shit at Lewis for 11 years. I have no <laughs> empathy at all. What exactly. It's okay. Oh, I, I, I think it, I, <laughs> I hit it right back to him. I, I learned. I learned. Yo. <laughs> Yo, this has been 11 years of abuse. Abuse. I've said any possible thing you can imagine to him. Yeah. And it, wow. And like, you know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I hit it right you back You know there. what it is? <laughs> you know what it is for us comedians? If there's a, if there's a grenade, we got to jump on top of it and, and absorb the explosion. Be like, all right, we all right. Let's go back to doing what we're doing. You know, it's, it's, you know the poets, they just drop the grenade on you into the boom. Just, ex- and just, just walk explode away. you with sorrow and grief yeah. and just walk away. Me, I got to jump on top of the fucking explosion and be like, y'all all right? Y'all all right? All right, Karen, go eat your kale sandwich. Like, that's our job. We have to jump on top of bombs. Oh, Even though a lot of times we do bomb. Like, it, it, isn't that ironic? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's it funny. Is, there's, the, there's such irony in it. I remember, I remember going to Caroline's. Um, you know, this is years ago, and I saw, um, and God rest his soul, man, John Witherspoon, that we, we lost uh, yeah. recently and stuff. Well, not recently, but, and I saw him perform. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm an old school, I love old school comedy. So I, yeah. I Witherspoon, Eddie, Richard, Red, Martin, Cat, Dave Chappelle is one of my, Dave Chappelle, aside from anybody, is my favorite comedian of all time. And I've seen him perform live. I, I got the fortunate pleasure to see him. And i never forget, John's on stage, and there's some lady sitting in the front row. Now, I don't know who told her to wear a purple bodysuit to this man's show. Oh, my God. He came out, well, no, but the funny part, the part that made it funny was John came out in that, um, that lime polka dot, Green, yellow. Oh yeah. Then he had, you know, the, the coordinate routine and the whole and the whole nine. So she made a comment. I was sitting, I was sitting maybe about, about ten tables back. So she said something to him, and yeah. whatever she said, he just turned around and was like, "Look, Barney, he went in like he just went like it stopped his whole routine, and she just sat there like uh, like in shock." That woman got up, barking whatever, and he's like, yeah, 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 you know, whatever. She left and went right back to his routine. Meanwhile, wow. the, the part that killed it was everybody was rolling. Nobody stopped laughing because everybody, and I thought for a second, that was part of the show. And then at the end of it, he comes out and he goes, um, I just want to clear something up, that bullshit that happened in the front row. Uh, that was not scripted. That made it even funnier. As soon as he said that. Oh, man. That's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, my God. You were rolling. So, you know what? Oh, you, were, you know, going, you know, going to, like, you know, covering, you know, that grenade effect and stuff like that. Yeah, I get that. You know, I can understand. I can imagine the stuff you've been yeah. through. You know, and just trying to, just, yeah. you know, cover something up and then try to pick up your routine from, you know, from, from that point on and stuff like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I could I could tell you stories, man. I could tell you stories. Oh boy. Oh man. So 
for anyone that is trying to come up and, and actually do comedy, what what um, is your best advice for them? Uh, do open mics. Do open mics just to see what kind of material you, you have and just to get your voice out there, just to throw it out into the air. If you wanna if you wanna go to show I would say go to shows and just watch. If you're just starting comedy, go to open mics to get your material out. But go to shows just to watch. Because you need to see what you're practicing and then you need to see how the professionals are doing it on stage. But don't try to take any of what they're saying and add it to what you're doing. Don't do that. Look at how they're performing on stage. What are they doing? Are they making eye contact with people? Are they sitting down? Are they? Uh, I, I suggest no. Don't don't drink before you get on stage. A lot of a lot of comics, a lot of newer comics think because they see comedians on stage with drinks that think think it's okay for them to drink. No, those comics have been drinking for a very fucking long time. Mm-hmm. They are, and they know how to use drinking to kind of be a part of their act. Some some just look at it, drink just to drink. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Even I don't do it like that. Like, I cannot... Yeah, that takes away from the trade. Yeah, that, that kills yeah, the kill show. I had to learn very early when I was doing an open mic. I had a drink. It got me. It got me a little... <laughs> Got me a little loose, and I went up there and I and I bombed my ass off. Like I, mm. like, like I had a lady, like I had a lady. She didn't even say it's gonna be all right. She said, "Baby, the Lord still love you." I was like, "Damn, you gonna bring Jesus into this?" She said, "God is with you all the way." I was oh like, my God. "You know, you didn't do good. Somebody bring the Lord into it." They was like. Hey, what church you go to on Sunday? And I was like, damn. damn. <laughs> Gave me a pamphlet and everything. Look, you need That's to talk to Jesus funny. right now. You need to. And that, and and then I was like, never again. I'm not. If I'm going to be serious about this, if I'm going to be serious about my craft, I cannot do that. A lot of things I learned, it wasn't taught to me. I learned on my own. Okay. But. From listening to other comedians, veteran comedians, when they're doing a documentary or they're doing a interview, they always mention those things. And it just reconfirmed what I already knew and what I already taught myself. I was like, you know what? I was born to do this. Because everything they're saying, I'm already doing. It's just reconfirming I'm on the right path. And that's why I love doing this. Nice, nice. That's what's up. Um, so pretty much she I mean, passion, you know, when you're talking, man, you can see your passion. It's amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I always say, go watch a show, look at how the performers are on stage, look at how they're, you know, looking at the people, eye contact, look at how they're, uh, look at how they are delivering their jokes. It doesn't sound robotic. It sounds almost like a conversation in a way. And that's why I had to watch comedy very closely because the best comedians make everything sound like a conversation. I said, I want my material 
to sound like that. I don't want it to sound written. I want it to sound so natural that they didn't even think I wrote it. I want this, like this conversation we have having right now, I want this to seem like I wrote it. I, it's happened naturally, but actually I wrote it down. Like we wrote it down. Okay. So um, pretty much what, what impression, I mean, what would you like to tell your, your everyone that's viewing now, um, you know, your final, your final thoughts and words? Oh, uh, yeah, come to Harlem Nights, uh, Monday night and Wednesday night. Uh, our show is starting a little earlier at 7 p.m. Uh, it's going to be over at 8.30. You know, uh, Cuomo, he want to give us damn 10 o'clock curfew and shit, like we 12. I'm like, man, get out of here with that. I'm like, get out of here with that. So, uh, yeah, uh, I would say this. This is my, this is my thing. If you're doing something, if you're an artist, whatever you're doing, uh, be shumble, which means be the shit, but stay humble. Mm-hmm. Be the shit when you on stage or when you out there to perform or you out there to play or, you know, do whatever you do. Be the shit, but stay humble. You got to fly high and stay grounded. Count your money, but count your blessings first. Just because you in first place don't guarantee you victory. If you in first place, you got to run like you in last. Mm -hmm. Because the minute you slow down, the person behind you is just going to jet past you because you got comfortable. The only time you get comfortable is when you've done, is when you've won the race and you're not racing no more. That's the only time you should be comfortable. If you're still doing comedy, you cannot get complacent. If you, whatever you're doing, do not get complacent. Amen to that. Yo, thank you so much for Yeah. Thank you so much for actually for even giving us the, the opportunity, you know, and just talk. And definitely, you know, definitely meet up. You know, we, we definitely have to meet up again and and um you know, do a couple more things. Oh yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And everyone, y'all can can follow me, Rashad Bashir, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just look up my name, and you'll see Comedian R. Bashir or Comedian Rashad or, you know, Rashad Bashir on Facebook. Thank you guys again. Appreciate this. This was dope. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it, man. Of course. All right. Give it one second. All right.